Heavenly Father, I pray you anoint this word. Help me to speak it timely and, Lord, orderly. I ask that you would lead my lips, that you would speak, God, as your spirit is speaking. However you want to do it, Father, through exhortation, teaching, an evangelistic heart, whatever the way, God, of your operation today, I submit to it, I surrender, Father, to your Holy Spirit. I give you my heart, I give you my mind, I give you my actions, whatever, God, that you desire to do in me, but also in the people that are here in this room. I pray, God, that you would activate the gift that's on the inside of us. I pray for a quickening on the inside of each and every heart, and we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. This verse is so powerful. It's been prophesied over this house. It's been prophesied over, I remember uh, Samuel Rodriguez when he was here, the, I think it was the first or second time. You guys can refresh my memory because he's, when he comes here, there's something that happens and he begins to prophetically speak directionally to our body as he does many places that he stops and goes. And I remember him in, in the last uh, piece of the prophetic word that went over the house and went over um, uh, Pastor Man and myself as the leadership of where God is taking Restoring Hope Church and what he wants to do and what he desires to do. How many knows that you know fragmentary pieces, but the pieces start coming together and they start forming a picture of not your vision, but what he envisions for your life. And this is what happens. This is what prophecy is all, all about. It's the prophetic pieces coming together. And if I don't hold on to that piece, then I will miss the, the, the clarity of the fullness of what God wants to do. But we, I remember him speaking and he was saying, arise and shine. I think Amanda was on the, in the old location. She was right here on the floor or something. And I, I don't remember where I was, but I remember him singing that. Do you remember him singing, arise and shine, the glory? He kept saying, the glory, the glory, the glory has risen upon you. And he began to speak this because, listen, ladies and gentlemen, there's a time that it's said and then there's a time that it's activated. There's a time that God will speak something to you, but then there's a time that he will activate in you what he has spoken over you. And this is what the times that we are living in. I believe that there are some people who have been setting on some things, but God is about to activate what you've been setting on. There's some stuff that you've been setting on. Uh, arise, shine, the light has come. How many knows Jesus has come? I mean, he's the light of the world. The light has come for behold, the darkness shall cover. I don't know if we've ever been in a darker time than the one that we are living in right now. This darkness is so, uh, uh, it's a delusional darkness. I'm telling you, it is, a, it is a darkness beyond anything that I've ever seen in my life. But it should be good news to those who have a prophetic word. It should be good news to those who have the inward parts of the belly, uh, the candle of the Lord. The Bible says in Proverbs 20 and 27, it says the spirit of the man is the candle of the Lord. And this is going to be our theme. The spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord. And that candle, that spirit of the man was there in the beginning when Adam and Eve would, would, uh, they would go and communicate. There was perfect communion with God. There was perfect revelation. They already was enlightened with everything that God knew, but see, the enemy always wants to trick you and tell you that you're not in on what God is doing because he wants to, he wants to put out the candle that's in your spirit. He wants to put out the candle that reveals 
kingdom things and heavenly things. And we see that Proverbs says that the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord and it searches, this is the most important part, my inward parts of the belly. Not my neighbor, mine. My belly, my heart, my mind. What is going on in there that, that I need some light on? Come on, turn, you turn your head and say, turn the light on, turn the light on. And we see that the inward parts are being illuminated within the, the mystery of the spirit nature of man. There is light. As a Christ follower, there is that mystery of the spirit nature of man. There, there is light in there. When you begin to give your heart to Jesus, the revelation light begins to come on. Hallelujah. You, you, you walk out of darkness, let's just back it up, into his marvelous, mistress, uh, mis, mis, mysterious light. And, and I want you to see that it illuminates the heart. It illuminates the inward parts and it begins to search my heart thank God for his illumination in my heart because the you know Paul used to say our hearts are corrupt because although there is light there and there's the capability of receiving the illumination in itself is absolute darkness come on somebody until Jesus King Jesus pulls out his lighter and lights my candle there is no light or illumination I'm in utter darkness without Jesus but Arise, shine, for the light has come. The light has entered. God uses the power of His Word to reveal uh, through the light that He's placed on the inside of you. How do, I, uh, how do I keep the light burning? How do I keep the light uh, ignited? Uh, number one, I have to have His Word. And number two, I have to be led by His Spirit. How many knows that His Word is His wind and His Spirit is His oil? So I have to have the wind and the oil to keep that fire burning on the inside of me. God uses the power of his word to convict, to, to convict the inward parts of me, to influence my thinking the way that I think. He has given the oil as, uh, as a comforter. The Bible says that the comforter is also my counselor. Hallelujah. You don't need an earthly counselor when you got an inward counselor. Oh, come on, somebody. We'll pay somebody else to counsel us when we have an inward counselor that we can tap into. I'm preaching better than anybody's responding to me right now. And the thing is, is that there's a counselor, but not only is there a counselor, there's a helper. I don't know about you ministers of the gospel, but it's one thing to preach, and it's another thing to have help while you preach. It's another thing to be oily while you're preaching. I don't want to come up here any time to be dry and dead in some kind of religion. But in order for me to be oily, I have to have relationship. If there's no relationship, there is no revelation. I can read things all day, but when I become something, I can make you aware of what God is creating on the inside of me. If it's not personal, it will never be powerful. And so we see that there's an intercessor inside of us. There's also something that will turn and, and begin to create. How are you doing, Mississippi? Good to see you in the house. It will turn the, uh, something on the inside of us. The intercessor begins to pray with groanings and spiritual sounds. And it doesn't make sense to the carnal thinking. But all of a sudden, that begins to activate the truth that's there and begins to reveal so that faith can come alive. Because the goal, ladies and gentlemen, is not so much for us to get there. We're going to get there. That's the promise. But it's to bring that here. It's to bring heaven into the earth. It's to effect the earth with what has inwardly affected us. It's the light being released. How many knows that the light has fully come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon us? The glory of the Lord. And I want to encourage you that the light is the brightest in the darkest moments. 
<laughs> if it's been like closing in on you, that is a great place for you to get so excited because light cannot shine in bright places. It has to be a dark place. I want you to understand darkness has no room where the light has been revealed. I'm telling you, light, light, revelation light, when it comes on, I'm telling you, demons begin to run out of your room. Demons begin to run out of your marriage. Demons begin to run out of your finances. Why? Because revelation light has come on. Revelation light is being illuminating. It, whatever's in, on the inside of you, you begin to see the manifestation on the outside of you. And this is what happened in Acts 20. We see that they made the climb. They went into the upper chamber and they're fellowshipping together. What are they doing? They're hearing the word that is going forth. Paul is preaching the word in Troas, which means penetration which means that the light was penetrating in the dark place. There was darkness all around on the outside and Eutychus fell out at midnight, but thank God for the light that was inside that created the miracle on the outside. I mean, knows that when the word is on the inside, it creates wonders on the outside. Come on, somebody. And that is what God is wanting to do. He's wanting us to get in here to stir up what is already in. And when we begin to get stirred up, it's easier for us to embrace those who have fallen out. And we see that the reading of the opening scripture, it says that there is some things that happen. But before that, in chapter 59, they were looking for light, but had uh, given themselves to darkness. We have to give ourselves to the light. And if we're not giving ourselves to the light, how many knows the opposite of that is that I'm giving myself to darkness? The Bible says, if I'm in darkness, how great is that darkness, right? But even if you're in the darkest spot, it's a great place for you to ask him for a light. It's a great place for you to say, God, relight my fire. <laughs> it's a great place. You may be at the bottom and, and down to nothing, but I heard one preacher say, when you don't have anything, God's doing something. God wants to do something on the inside of you. So it, 50, 59 shows us that the enemy wanted them to live in darkness. And I'll, here's, here's the deception of the darkness. is because the enemy will want you to think and make you think that darkness is mysterious. He will make the darkness a mysterious thing. Whether it's perverted, it can be fearful, but he can pull you into fear so much that it's this mysterious fear and you're living in fear when you should be walking in faith. But I want you to understand that the light is the mystery. Come on, somebody. The light is what is the mystery. And we see that the light should shine, shines in uh, 60, and the enemy cannot break this light. The enemy cannot break the revelation word that has been spoken over your life because light penetrates and light annihilates. Come on, somebody. Light penetrates, light troas annihilates, and it begins to pierce through the darkest places of your life, and all of a sudden, the things that were hidden now are revealed to you, and now you can walk in right standing with the Lord because without the light, I'm blinded. I'm, I don't know where I'm going, but thank God for His truth. Thank God for His Word that became flesh and dwelt among us, but now has ascended into the heavens and sent us a helper come on has sent us a tongue of fire that has taught us and trained us and and gives us even a language that we don't understand that is a weapon in our mouth that when we speak 
in the spirit realm, things begin to illuminate the darkness. I'm talking about like sickness being healed and cancer being uprooted. It is the light that brings life into the atmosphere. And as I was reading our opening scripture, I hope that I can get through the majority of this today. But as I was reading the scripture, I, I, my, as I was laying down last night, I was thinking about preaching this verse. And as I was reading our opening scripture, I began to think about a diamond. Because a diamond, it's in the rocky places. It's in a place in the earth. And, and we see how, does, how, how can a rock... Uh, carved out of the earth achieve such brilliance you know and I begin to relate that we came from the dust of the ground and how can anything that comes from dirt uh, achieve anything that's great we see the truth of the matter is it depends on the stones cut <laughs> it depends on the stones cut and it depends on how the light strikes it it depends on how the light strikes when the light strikes it it's when the light hits a diamond it reflects off of the facet and uh, the refraction occurs when light, watch this, passes through and gets scattered. Now, here's what's awesome. What they call this scattering, and it's also like a rainbow, so you could say that it's the covenant with God that, that begins to shine through our souls, and it's that covenant that begins to illuminate not just the light inside of us, but now it's going in multiple places. People are seeing different facets of Him in you. Come on, somebody, because the light is shining through you, and it's going out to them, and wherever they are in life, it's hitting them in maybe the the, the variation of where they are and God is getting to them all at the same time getting to them because he's and, and, oh and this got me so excited because it's, it's it, it depends on the cut and it depends on how the light strikes it come on you need to be open and let the light come through you come on you need to be open and let the light get in you you need to be open and let the light reflect and we see this is what they call this they call the the, the it creates what they call as i was google searching it creates what they call the fire in the diamond Oh, y'all ain't hear what I, y'all should have just, I'm telling you, I'm talking about the fire in the diamond. Somebody turn your neighbor and say, we need the fire, we need the fire. As I was reading, I see that fire is the, it is that colorful flashes that was going through the stone. If you look at a diamond, you will see it, and they call that the fire. Somebody shout, we need the light. We need the light, and, and the Bible says that the diamond, or that, that you are a jewel. The Bible says that you and I, he's made us as a jewel. You are a jewel according to Malachi. God, would he bought the whole field just to get to the jewel in you. Are you hearing me right now? He went to the cross, and he bled and died because he saw something precious that was going to come on the inside of you that was not only going to change you, but it was going to change your community. This is the operation of the light. This is the operation of the kingdom. And we see that the light cannot shine through the jewel unless it is totally and completely cleansed daily. Come on, somebody. My, my, my diamond has to be clean. Come on. Uh, because the diamond is not me. The diamond is on the inside of me. The diamond is the one that I'm just a reflection of the light. Come on, somebody. I'm just a reflection of the light. And we can even see through time that we can see that there was the sun, but then there was the reflection, uh, which is the, the moon and we can see that these were the natural signs of light and all through scripture you will see that they had these two natural signs of light and we know that there's stars that he spoke into the velvet of the 
night and they're burning gases and they're burning fire. But I want you to understand that in order for them to illuminate rooms, they had to start a fire. Come on, somebody. They had to be willing to carry the flame. And it's not enough just for us to stack wood. But we have to understand that if there's a lamp, there has to be oil. We have to apply the oil. We have to make time for it. But I want you to understand that sometimes you have to clean the globe because there's smoke and fog and must that will get in the globe and if you get if you don't clean the the, the globe and the on the lamp then the, then then you may have a fire inside of you but nobody's going to see it but I want you to understand it's time to get clean again it's time to get holy again it's time to allow the holiness of God to get on the inside of you and change you and and make you clean and clear so that when you're preaching so that when you're teaching so that when you're testifying it is evident that there's only one light that is your source that's striking you I wish I had somebody that understands that when Jesus strikes you he takes care of everything when Jesus strikes you everything changes when Jesus strikes you it starts in the inside and it begins to move on the outside when Jesus strikes you like he struck Paul in the street it changed him it changed his perspective and then all of a sudden the people that Paul wanted to kill now he wants to give life and admit life to them somebody take 30 seconds and praise God if you've been struck by the light I will rejoice because God has given me the opportunity to experience his revelation light. So awesome. Diamonds come. Man, I hope I get past diamonds because there's more here, but I'm kind of stuck on the diamond. But the diamonds come from hard places. Matter of fact, they came from volcanic things that took place and without the heat there would be no diamond without the pressure there's no diamond matter of fact the diamond would have been hidden without the heat the diamond would be hidden without the heat why do I have to go through all of this year after year I thought I got through that. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I heard one preacher say, gloom, despair, agony on me. No, it ain't gloom, despair. Light can't shine unless it's dark. Your promotion can't come until there's pressure. Until the heat's turned up. <laughs> the real fire cannot be revealed. Because it is... Without the heat, you will remain hidden. That's why you're going through the stuff that you have to continually and perpetually go through because the heat reveals what's hidden on the inside of you. He is, he is trying to tell us that there is a glory that is wanting to be released, not just in the earth, but in you. Because it cannot be, truly be released in the earth until it's released in the vessel. The Bible says, how will they know if there's no preacher? And I've heard all about the Lord. Uh, Habakkuk said, I am filled with awe by the amazing things that you've done in the times past, the deep need. Uh, but now I, I know of all the things that you've done, but I need you now. That's what he was saying. I need you right in this dark place, Habakkuk was saying. He says, show us your power, save us, remember your mercy. 
And he's pleading in, in the scripture, you'll see that there was barren grounds. There was uh, fruitless places for fruit when the hand of man had brought judgment. They're pleading for fruit because there's oppression, there's judgment at the time. Uh, uh, his book, uh, we see that in this book, we see that it ends with revival, but it, it started in ruins. Come on. Uh, can I tell you, revival will always start in what looks like it's ruined. If there's no ruins, then, then you're probably not going to see revival. Come on, somebody. But if you are in a place that's devastated, get ready, because God is getting ready to reveal himself like you have never seen before. And we see that even in the empty and barren places and the flocks died in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, this is the key right here, ladies and gentlemen. He didn't see any potential anywhere, but he still had a praise. Oh, come on, somebody. Is there anybody that in your circumstance, you don't see any hope? You, it, it looks hopeless. It looks like it's never going to change. It, it looks like you're always going to live in lack. You're always going to live like this. But is there anybody that understands the potential of your praise when everything looks desolate and barren? Well, I hear some of you, but I'm waiting on the rest of you. Come on, take 30 seconds and praise him in the midst of what looks barren. Praise him in the midst of what looks empty. Praise him when there's no fruit. You can't see the fruit, but I promise you, if you'll be faithful in the few things, God is going to reveal to you many things. Come on. Don't you dare get weary in well-doing. Keep sowing good seeds. Keep preaching the word. Keep doing what God's told you to do. Keep sowing where he's telling you to sow. Keep doing business where he tells you to do business. And I tell you that if, you, if the enemy tries to bring weariness to you, it's because there's a diamond on the inside of you that's ready to shine. If you're in the hardest parts of life, I come to tell you it's because there's some brilliance in you. It's called the kingdom. It's called King Jesus. And he wants to reveal himself in the midst of what looks dark, in the midst of what looks like sickness in your body. I'm telling you, reports are about to change because there's a light that's striking in you that's going to flow through you. Take 30 seconds. Somebody stand to your feet before I hurt myself and give God praise in this house. If you know you've been in a dark season. Get ready, get ready, get ready because his light is about to illuminate the darkness. There is revelation that you've not tapped into yet but you're about to see it because you went through it. If you did not go through this, you would never experience that but you're about to experience that that Joel talked about that the spirit of the living God is about to pour out not only on you but your sons and daughters shall prophesy and old people with gray hair are going to start dreaming again. Somebody give God praise for the power of Pentecost, for the power of fire that is illuminating his body. Take 30 more seconds as I get quiet and somebody praise him right now. church on fire. Come on, slap your neighbor a high five and say, catch flame. We need a church on fire. I said, we need a church on fire. I said, we need a church full of zeal. We need a church full of passion. We need a church that understands that healing is in the fire. Deliverance is in the fire. His promise is in your passion. Somebody give him your passion right now. Well, that's just emotionalism, no? It's called passion. It's called passion of the Christ. 
you need it again. Lift your hands toward heaven. Stay with me as much as you can right now. Ramo Osaya. We need the fire of the Holy Ghost. Just begin to ask the Lord to, to stir it up. He's giving you sure footing in this hour. I'm telling you, the revivalists of the day, they were, they were revivalists because they, they were committed in the dark place. Come on, the revivalists are those who will, uh, who, will, who will live in dark moments. Come on. I want you to understand Ezekiel was that person. Jeremiah was told not to marry because of the trouble. And there's stuff that has not been fulfilled because you've been in the trouble season. You've been in this season where it looks hopeless and dark. I'm telling you, there's a light that's getting ready to hit this earth like we have not yet seen. I'm talking about a great glory that's getting ready to hit our sons and daughters. That's getting ready to hit generations that we thought was lost and it's going to happen like in times when his land is being struck like when his land and Hamas these, uh, these, these attackers are coming after his people let me tell you what that is it's Bible prophecy that's coming to pass the Bible says that they will scatter before they're united but I want you to understand that where there's devastation there's about to be a manifestation somebody give God praise and when you come after his people get ready for the rain Get ready for redemption. Get ready for revival. I feel like shouting in this place. Somebody give God praise because what the enemy tried is being destroyed by the light. It's being destroyed by the truth because the word with the grass will wither and the flower will fade. But how many has a word on the inside of you that will last for eternity? Shoo, hallelujah. It's the power, it's the wind, it's the oil. Slap your neighbor, say power. Slap somebody else, say the wind. It's the oil. Constant revival. I can't get through this word. I'm just going to go ahead and come down here. It's the power, it's the wind, it's the word. I'm thankful for those notes, but I want to come down here and just talk to you for a minute. Because it's just like he says in his prayer. You don't have to ramble. You don't have to say all these many things. All he said is, Pray like this. And he tells us, our Father, first give him praise. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's a right there. You ought to give him praise for his name. Not because he did anything for you. Not because he healed you. Not because of what. But somebody give him praise because his name alone is great. And it's higher than the heavens. Somebody give that name the praise it deserves in this place. Our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. We come to glorify you. But it didn't stop just by the praising of the name. Now watch this. The praising of the name brings him into this realm. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Boom. Your kingdom come. Oh, y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. Boom. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven but I can't get access until I give him glory for his name and when I praise his name all of a sudden heaven boom, healing comes boom, it uproots cancer boom, because when you praise his name he can't help but manifest his kingdom in the realm that you're living in the word becomes flesh and dwells I wish I had somebody that praise him right now until you feel his presence until you feel his realm until you feel his kingdom come into your atmosphere thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day 
our daily bread. Why do I need bread today? For faith tomorrow. Bread today for what I'm stepping into the next day. Give me today my daily bread. I'm not going to worry about tomorrow. I trust you with it. But give me what I need today. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. <laughs> a light unto my path. He's leading me and guiding me. One, one song you say, one day at a time, sweet Jesus. Y'all don't know that song, but I'm telling you, I remember Granny would get up and sing it. I didn't have a clue what she meant, but she knew if she had a revelation, today is all she need, that tomorrow would worry about itself. You need to just give God your praise today. You need to trust him today until he invades your space today, until he gives you a word for the day, until you start eating on what he's given you today. Your daily bread. Light and bread. This is where we're coming back to. The reality of the light and the reality of the bread. Now watch this. Even heaven understands the concept of this very prayer that Jesus told his disciples to pray. Even heaven understands the concept that the creatures that Ezekiel saw and Isaiah saw, that they would follow and they would see these creatures and they said they couldn't help. Hallowed be thy name. Holy, 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 holy. And as they're singing holy, it's like they never said holy before. It's brand new every morning. Come on. It's brand new every time they say it. When did the word get stale to you? It's when you lost your passion and when you lost your zeal. I wish I had somebody. There's a revival that's coming back to the word of God. There's, listen, praise is coming back because the revival of his word is coming. His word's going to live on the inside of you again. His word will not be stagnant and stale, but it will be like fresh bread every day. You get up. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth has given me my daily bread do we have communion can we get that ready Shh, daily bread daily bread just lift your hands toward heaven I don't know what I'm doing y'all just daily bread his word his word his word we got to get back to his word not their word, his word. It has to be personal to you. It cannot be just what you hear today. You go home, open it up until it opens you. Get your daily word today. Get your daily revelation. Get what he wants to give to you in this moment. Because what he wants to give to you may be different than what he wants to give to me. Give us this day our daily bread. And in heaven, holy, holy, Holy. And the Bible says that as they say holy pain, that the throne would ascend. Now watch this. It ascended because that's where they were. Oh, y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. It went high because it was in the realm of where they were. When they said holy, the throne would arise and he and he was in the he was over. The light has come over you to shine through. Come on, somebody. And so in the heavenlies, the, uh, the, the throne would ascend as they was giving him praise. All but pain in the midst of your devastation. 
in the middle of your struggle, in the middle of your sickness, Brother Larry, in the middle of all the hell that you're going through, you still have a midway praise. You still have something on the inside of you. And the Bible says, watch this, that he inhabits the praises of his people. You know where, he's, where, we, where it goes? Why do you think people look up? Because they understand he's the head. Come on. But if you praise him, he begins to inhabit your atmosphere. That means his kingdom is coming. His will. Come on, somebody. His will is being done now on earth. What was going on in heaven is now available in the earth. If somebody's ready for revival, somebody give him praise for it until you start feeling it burning on the inside of your spirit. Wow. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That's amazing to think that if I praise him, that he sits right in the midst of my worship. As in heaven is now being done on earth. That's what he wants. Healings in heaven. Healings in the earth. Come on, somebody. Life is in heaven. Life is in the earth. Deliverance is in heaven. It's already, he said, now you can pull down. You have the authority through the name to pull down every stronghold, every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Why can we do that? Because the light has come. The light has come. Not just there, but now it can illuminate every dark space and every dark heart and every dark mind can be illuminated by this light. But first we have to understand the power of his name and we have to give him the glory for the revelation that only comes through that man, that name Jesus. And when the revelation begins to release in the the name of Jesus, all of a sudden healing is released, deliverance is released. Peace is released. I'm going to calm down. I see you passing things around. I'm going to try my best. I love you, G. Can we just love on him right now? Come on, just love on him. come on just lift your hands toward heaven we're getting ready to take the bread and the body the blood and the body but before we do that as your hands are lifted and magnifying the name of Jesus just begin to magnify him press into his heart right now until his heart presses into you I know we're closing and it's easy for us to go ahead and close our spirit and it's easy for us to go, oh, I'm getting ready to go eat. But just give him this moment right now. Give him this moment. Focus on him. Look up your redemption draw. Now look up to the heels where your help is coming from. Sometimes I got to look up or I'm distracted by what I'm around. Come on. Just begin to look up right now and just begin to give it up. Matter of fact, just begin to lift it off. Everything that's been a hindrance in this season, everything that's been a hindrance in your life, everything that's been a hindrance in this hour, I declare, Lord Jesus, that everything that's been a hindrance and everything that's been a distraction, we declare right now 
now that darkness is being eradicated. Darkness is being eliminated by the light that is shining in this place, by the blood and by the body and by the one who is able to do exceeding abundantly above anything that I could think, ask, or imagine. I want to speak to somebody's distraction right now, and I declare that darkness has to give way to the light. Every distraction. I come to serve notice on the chaos that just like there was a hovering over the waters and there was a spirit that was hovering and brooding over the water but when the word of God went forth how many knows that things begin to happen science can't even understand why that that spoken word is still creating that it spoke all of that a long time ago but it still has creativity in the word that Jesus spoke because when the word speaks the spirit moves and I want you to understand that you may be in the midst of chaos but God is about to bring divine order to your life God is about to bring divine order to your family God is about to bring divine order to your finances to your ministry because when he can get your inward ordered he can start placing things where they need to be positioned in your life come on just lift your hands most importantly, if you can't lift your hand, lift your heart. As you have, will you do this for me? Would you just close your eyes for a moment? And as we're worshiping him and praising his name, and he's here. When he's here, conviction comes. His anointing is to first convict us, to change us inwardly to change me, to reveal things that are broken inside of me, to reveal things that have been a hindrance to me. If he's revealing something right now in you, and you'd say, you know what, I want him to heal it. I want his light. Thank God for the light that revealed it. Now I'm asking God, will you heal it? If that's you and you say, I need healing here. I need healing in this spot. Maybe it's bitterness. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Whatever the case may be, maybe it's addiction, maybe it's struggle, maybe it's gl gluttony. There's one that never gets told or asked. Maybe it's gluttony. Maybe whatever the case may be, and you feel Him revealing that in your heart right now. I just, if that's you, I want you to lift your hand and say, I want to pray for that before I take His body and His blood. Thank you for this hand back here. Thank you for these hands. Thank you for this hand. Is there anybody else? Thank you for this hand. Thank you for these hands back here. I see you. I see your hands. Now when I ask you this, maybe you don't know him or you want to know him again. You've walked away from him. And you came to this service, but you want to know him. You want to, you want to know him as personal Savior. Not just riding on something, but you want to know him personally. Listen, don't allow the Spirit to not stop stirring right now. This is the most important part. Come on, intercessors. Begin to pray. If you don't know Jesus, if you don't know this light, and conviction has been knocking at your heart's door. You see, the enemy wants to shut this part down because he wants you to stop hearing the knocking at your door. But I'm asking you right now, if he's knocked on your heart's door, this message in this service day, I want you not to, don't hesitate, let him in. Let him sup with you right now. If that's you and you would say, I want relationship with Jesus. Let's just make it plain. I want relationship with the Jesus of the Bible. I want relationship with the Jesus with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I want relationship with God, but it only comes through this man named Jesus, the door. 
If you would say, that's me, and I want to make my heart right with Jesus, lift your hand. Thank you for this hand. Is there anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this hand. Is there anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this hand. I see you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for this little hand. I see you, honey. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, I'm starting to get excited now. Come on, come on. Heaven is already erupting right now for these hands that have been raised. Here's what I want to ask you to do. Everybody, I know you're going to love this. Raise your hands one more time. Just raise your hands and Lord, we surrender. We give you our heart. And those of you who raised your hand to be saved or those of you who say, I want to clean this out. I want to just begin to clean it out yourself. Begin to personally pray to him. And I'm going to pray just a corporate prayer over you as you begin to pray for yourself. In the name of Jesus, I declare over this congregation, Father, we declare your light and your love. We declare that your truth, Lord Jesus, is a lamp unto our feet. We declare right now that you've revealed some things that have been hidden. But we also declare, Lord, Jesus that there's a diamond in the rough there's some stuff in there that you're about to uh, activate Father God on this day this day today is the day of salvation now is the appointed time and so Lord right now those that have lifted their hands and said I want to know you I want to experience you I want to come back to you Lord we just say we forgive us of our sins forgive us of our transgressions forgive us of playing church forgive us of being religious Father but I ask right now that you would become real to me. Come on, just begin to personalize it. I ask, Father, that you would become real to me. God, I want to experience this life that everybody talks about. I want to experience this flow of the kingdom, not just in the heavenlies. Thank God for the mansions that you've prepared for us and what you're doing there. But God, let me partner with you here. Let me be effective here on this earth. And so, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I give you everything that I am. I surrender all to you, Jesus. I surrender all my heart, my mind, my will. Conform my will to yours right now. We give you the glory and we give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.